0: day 25 of the uh, superhero marathon going on here in February of 2023. I'm going to finish off this marathon by ranking the different phases of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. Uh, There has been officially four phases Of the MCU that have completed. And the fifth phase has just started with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And uh, I can definitively say that Ant-Man and the Wasp is the best MCU movie in Phase 5 so far. (laughs) Not a hard thing to earn at this point because it's the only movie in Phase 5. But since phase one here is is so small, my hope here is that uh, I won't talk too long on these last few days of the marathon. I do apologize. I am on the road. I am driving. So the audio quality may not uh, be as good as I would want it or as you would want it. But uh, hey, this is where we're at. I got to finish off this marathon. And I might as well take use of the time that I have in the car while I'm traveling. So I'm gonna to try to keep a watch on my time and not go on and on and on about all these different mar- movies in the MCU. I'm just gonna to try to keep it brief and rank these things in order and speak briefly. Now for phase one, we have uh, six movies over the course of four years or I guess maybe five years, from 2008 to 2012. However, I don't think it's fair to leave the Avengers movies to rank those with the other movies that are in that phase because, of course, those ones are going to win. Well, maybe not all of them, but for the purposes of this uh, ranking, I I took the Avengers movies out. There was four Avengers movies. There was The Avengers in 2012. There was Avengers Age Age of Ultron in 2015. And then, of course, we have Avengers Infinity War in 2018. And Avengers Endgame in 2019. So I'm lifting those movies, those four movies, out of the the ranking that I'm doing. I guess if I were to rank, and I'm going to be doing these rankings uh, from the lowest to the highest, so I guess if I were to rank the Avengers movies in their own bracket, I would probably put Avengers Age of Ultron as the lowest ranked Avengers movie. Um, I did like it. I like. the the concept of Ultron. I like uh, the vision and how that became an integral part of the Ultron storyline and ultimately uh, how the, how they brought that to be. I liked seeing them all together and uh, of course we got the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in there and there were so many good pieces but when you compare it with these other movies it, it does rank the lowest unfortunately. And then Number 3 would be the first Avengers movie movie The Avengers. And that's not to say that it was bad. I mean, up until that point that was such a culmination of bringing a close to phase 1 and giving us something we had never ever seen before in a comic book movie or in in cinema in general is having all of these movies build these characters And then having them combine um, into one team and all come together in this movie. It was quite the achievement, quite the uh, benchmark, I guess, or milestone in uh, definitely comic book movies. And it it really achieved something. It, It did something that had never been thought of before. Or maybe it had been, but you know what I mean. Um, So yeah, great movie, but not quite enough to top what we got with the last two Avengers movies. Uh, And since Endgame was the culmination of the entire first three phases of the MCU, uh, and it meant so much and brought so much together, uh, you have to put that at the top. So Avengers Infinity War is number two, and Avengers Endgame is number one as far as the the Avengers team-up movies go. So there you go. There's there's that. Uh, I figured I might as well get that out of the way in this first round here on the marathon. I think most people would agree with that ranking for the Avengers movies. Uh, But let's get back... To the regular movies of Phase 1. Um, of course, it was all kicked off by Iron Man in 2008, and that movie made everything possible for the MCU. It proved the concept that you could do something unique and different with superhero movies and uh, with a character like Iron Man. But, as I said, I'm ranking these lowest to highest, and so I had to pick what was the lowest-ranked movie of Phase 1? And I guess I'm going to have to go with Thor, which came out in 2011. I'm a little bit sad by that because I really like the movie of Thor. I like Chris Pemsworth playing that character. Of course, Tom Hiddleston as Loki was the breakout star of the whole MCU franchise, well, I mean, not that there aren't others, but, I mean, I don't know if they anticipated Loki being such a big deal or whether he was just going to be a role to play in this Thor adaptation, because, you know, he is the foil for Thor and the whole family dynamic between Thor and Loki and Odin and all that uh, had to be established, right? That had to be part of the core of this movie and I really like that dynamic I really like these actors I really do think that Tom Hiddleston kind of stole the show for Thor Um, but there were so many elements that I liked I've always liked the uh, Warriors 3 and you know kind of the buddies of Thor and in and of themselves they're pretty cool and so they were a part of this movie And Sif was kind of right in there with them. And I like how they integrated these characters from the Marvel comics into the the movie. That was a lot of fun. I liked, uh, at the end, when they brought in the Destroyer, I've always thought the Destroyer was a... I mean, there's nothing nuanced about the Destroyer, but I always thought the look... And just the pure power of the Destroyer was pretty awesome. And, and they really did that well in the Thor movie. And uh, as many people, as much as people complain about Natalie Portman in the role of Jane Foster, I liked her dynamic. And her interaction with Thor. I liked Darcy and and uh, Professor Sedwig. I mean, I thought they played that all really well, and you had this fallen god who had lost his powers, and and uh, this infatuation that Jane Foster had with Thor, and I guess returned by Thor. I I kind of li- I liked all that stuff, and, and and even though I'm ranking it as the lowest of Phase One. I, I thought they really pulled off everything they needed to pull off for the movie. I guess the only complaint is the weird ending with Loki just kind of falling off the Rainbow Bridge and not knowing where he was going. Of course, he returned right again the next year in the Avengers and was you know, one of the major villains of that. And So there was a plan there for what to do with Loki. But as far as the movie proper, it was kind of an ambiguous ending for that character. So, anyway, I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. And I am probably talking too much. (laughs) So, as we get through these other phases, I may have to shorten this up quite a bit. Uh, So, number four in my ranking is The Incredible Hulk. I think I like this movie better than most people do. I think Edward Norton as Bruce Banner... And everything in the beginning of that movie, and most of the movie, I thought it was really great. I liked his relationship with Betty Ross. I liked Thunderbolt Ross and that relationship. You know, him being on the run at the beginning, trying to lose himself in the world so that the military can't find him. I liked that quite a bit. It had, it had the spirit of the Bill Biggs TV show of The Incredible Hulk. And, you know, he was trying to find ways to overcome the Hulk and to calm himself and change everything. And I just really liked the dynamic of that. And I liked it up until the end of the movie when he fights the Abomination. That's when the movie, for me, fell apart because it just became a slugfest and it lost any of its humanity and was just a brawl, right, between the Hulk and the Abomination. And, uh, it was fine. Uh, but I liked everything leading up to it. The, like I said, the relationship between Bruce and Betty and Edward Norton as Bruce Banner. I thought worked really well. And the Hulk's interaction with the military and the, these sonic weapons and all the things that they did to develop anti-Hulk stuff was great. It was part of the comics and all that kind of stuff. So, But it was just that last scene that really kind of blew it for me. And of course, Edward Norton would not return as Bruce Banner. We would get Mark Ruffalo, which I enjoyed that as well. So, um, you know, it's hard to say, but I think a lot of people would probably rank The Incredible Hulk as the lowest uh, but I, I thought it was just a little bit better than Thor. And, uh, you know, you ask me in a year and I might change my mind. But uh, there's there's been enough time where I, I think I can be objective enough to, to know what I like at this point. Uh, so no, my number three in my rankings is Iron Man 2. Which, again, a lot of people complained about. And I understand... It, it, how it just doesn't measure up to Iron Man, but I still liked a lot of the things in Iron Man 2. And it might have been just a retread and it might have been just more of the same as people claim as Iron Man. But I thought that I really liked Mickey Rourke as Whiplash, I thought he brought something really cool to it. I liked Justin Hammer, and I think you know, continuing the. All the stuff with Tony Stark worked really well and established more with with uh Penny Pots and Happy and all that stuff and I just I thought it worked pretty well and uh it was a great follow up to the first Iron Man raised the stakes so to speak and yeah there was a lot of world building going on I won't disagree with that but I liked uh what I got out of that and uh Thought it was pretty good. Uh, So you can probably anticipate what's next, then, right? Captain America, the first Avenger, is my number two. Uh, I was so skeptical of Chris Evans playing Captain America, playing Steve Rogers. You know, before that, he had been Johnny Storm, the human torch, in the Fantastic Four movies. And I thought he really nailed that role as as Johnny Storm. And I just could not picture him leveling up to Steve Rogers and embodying that character. But how wrong I was. Chris Evans really stepped it up. Really stepped into that role of Steve Rogers being the, uh, you know the Boy Scout soldier can do attitude you know I loved what they did with making him look so small as the the Steve Rogers before he got the super soldier serum and became Captain America uh, I liked how they downplayed his role as Captain America they didn't put him out on the front lines they made him the USO troop poster boy or whatever for the army but uh, he was so much more than that and he had to prove that and uh, the whole thing with him and Bucky and him and uh, Peggy Carter and uh, yeah just I thought the performances were great in there Tommy Lee Jones was a great what was he a general or whatever he was they they pulled him in great great use of his talent his persona in that role and anyway i just thought it was great i really really enjoyed captain america the first avenger and it established captain america who resonated so strongly through all of the mcu movies from that point point. and he was a great uh, and becoming the great counterpoint to tony stark which brings me <laughs> to the number one ranked phase one movie the one that started it all iron man from 2008. wow what a great movie what a great start what a great comeback role for robert downey jr who died always really liked from weird science and <laughs> through most of his performances um I think he's a great actor. I always thought he was a great actor. I understand Hollywood seeing him as a risk and, you know, him being in and out of Hollywood for so long. I get all that. But man, what a way to come back. What a way. Man, he just won the hearts and uh, played that character. He was the perfect casting. You cannot tell. It would be hard for me to come up with a better casting. I mean, even though, hands down, especially in these first three phases of the MCU, their casting has been impeccable. But it started here with Robert Downey Jr. Wow. He just delivers on every level. He is Tony Stark. He is Iron Man. You cannot separate them. It's just, he just did such an amazing job. And, uh, You know, I love how they established this world, and, you know, they were doing world building then, too, with the whole bringing in S.H.I.E.L.D., but not really revealing that until the very end. It established Agent Colson right away, who I think is the MVP of the MCU, especially this first phase here. An amazing start, and without this movie, none of it would have happened. If this would have been just another. Oh, that was a good movie, but not that, you know. But man, it was revolutionary and it started everything off. And uh, it's the reason we have the MCU in the first place. And so I have to pick Iron Man. Uh, it was a revelation. I loved that ending line when he's at the press conference and he goes off script and just says, I am Iron Man. Oh my gosh, that moment was so awesome. People talk about the post-credit scene with Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury coming in and talking about the Avengers Initiative. That didn't blow me away. It was it was the, the ending line there of the movie, and just the whole movie in general was, was great. Yeah, you know maybe the fight between Iron Monger and Iron Man wasn't the if you ranked all the battles in the MCU, yeah maybe it wasn't the greatest. But I I love Jeff Bridges in that role. And, uh, yeah, good all around, man. Congratulations for Iron Man and the dawn of the MCU. So there you go. There's my rankings of the uh, first phase. Wow, I thought that was going to be a lot lot shorter. I am going to have to really back off on my comments, especially as we get into phase four. Holy cow. So much to talk about there. Um, But I guess I did talk about the Avengers movies as their own ranking system. So anyway, two for the price of one today. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about Phase 2. Maybe you can make a list and and see where you think your ranking is for Phase 2 when you come back tomorrow and listen to what I thought. That's all for today. Please head on over to patreon.com slash journeyinto. I'd love to have you come support me over there. At whatever level you feel comfortable with, I try to put extra stuff on there for the Patreon members. At least once a month, you're going to get the monthly address. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in the Trekking podcast or the Comics Cave podcast, take a look at there. I have free trials. You can check it out for 14 days and uh, decide if you want to keep going with supporting. But... I. I'd love anybody over there at whatever level. uh, I'd love to get uh, your support and your voice over there. I haven't been doing a lot of polls lately. I need to get back to doing more polls so that the Patreon members have have a say or can have a a direct connection to the content that I'm providing over there. So anyway, check it out. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Journey Into podcast is produced under Creative Commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means that you are encouraged to share this podcast with as many people as you would like. Uh, But please don't change it or sell it and let people know where you got it from.